Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go, why don't we lift up our hands and magnify the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. I know normally about this time we would be taking our offering and, and other things. And by the way, speaking of offering in your tithes, please, those of you that are here and those of you that are watching, whatever church you go to, wherever your local congregation is, they need your support. Glory to God, whether you watch this, they need your support. Glory to God. And then churches and pastors alike, the saints need the church. Glory to God. So it works both ways. Uh, glory to God. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask at this time, glory to God. Y'all can be, y'all can be seated. I want to say thank you to our musicians and praise singers. Uh, glory to God. <clears throat> we will take the offering right after service. Amen. Thank you. Glory to God. And uh, so those of you that are here, we won't be long. Today's Palm Sunday. Glory to God. Amen. And here's, here's the thing. Normally on Palm Sunday, so first, let me back up a minute. Glory to God. Um, let me say thank, welcome. Thank you for allowing us into your homes. And uh, thank you for streaming this. And to those of you, uh, this is for the members of Life Tabernacle Church. If you're streaming us, don't put us on and then go cook dinner or cook breakfast and, and go do the yard and go to the store. And you stay right. Your pastor wants you because he's got a word for you. I love you. So stay tuned in. Uh, stay plugged in. Amen. Amen. And so um, I want to say thank you. First of all, we had uh, just trying to follow in compliance with uh, so many things that, you know, with the with the uh, uh, virus and all that's going on and the regulations put forth uh, uh, by local agencies regarding gathering what we did yesterday has had families every half hour increments signed up and people were coming by for prayer so all of you that came by thank you next sunday we will be endeavoring to do a parking lot service and we'll be doing a communion service also and so uh, that's easter sunday we planned on doing it this and then it's raining glory to god but i, I sent a message that there's 100 percent chance of rain glory to god and then i thought well man maybe i should there's a 100 percent guarantee there's going to be rain in this place spiritual rain glory to god so the rain can't stop us as a matter of fact i pray where it's raining or it ain't i pray that the holy ghost rain comes down in your home and i don't know when the last time you went out and played in the rain uh, whether you do that literally or not but i hope to god as it rains in your home and then it rains in this place that, that brother gonzalez we, we we put away the umbrellas glory to god and we just play in the rain in jesus name amen amen and so um uh, I'm just going to say, if y'all can be seated, I'm just going to say a few things here, and then get right into uh, my message. Uh, and let me say that to the members of Life Tabernacle Church, uh, uh, we miss you. I miss you. Uh, praying for you, uh, praying for your families, uh, and uh, to all the saints and people that I don't know that may be watching or watch some other time, uh, we 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 uh, uh, welcome you to uh, this service and. Hope that whatever happens here today, our heart's desire is that we are pleasing to God and everything we do here, and then that it blesses you, blesses us. And so um, we once again welcome you uh, for, uh, thank you for welcoming them, us into your homes. Uh, uh, everything's changing, brother. Everything's changing. I mean, everything. It's like I woke up every day. I'm waking up. Everything is changing constantly uh, I, I was just telling the church before we went on that 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 before we went live that that everything's changing the way i greet my brothers and my sisters uh, I, I was raised uh, from a very young age and taught proper etiquette as you when you look at somebody in the eyes and you you shake their hand and you hug them if it's proper and and uh, give them a kiss if it's proper uh, glory to god and all that's changing it's like everything is constantly changing around us i woke up this morning to a world of change and so i i can only tell for anybody else out there pastors or preachers or people we all trying our best and so in times like this there's no right or wrong way really uh to to do this we're trying our dead level best to come into your homes but most importantly god is trying to come into your hearts glory to god but we've got to try one way or the other and so a parking lot service whether it be internet live streaming whether it be uh, however it is i'm going to tell you there is no right or wrong way the only wrong thing is to do nothing the only wrong thing is to do nothing 
And so I said that, that, that by the time we got all this figured out, it's going to be over with. Uh, and uh, so we woke up this morning to an ever-changing world. But I don't want my gospel to change. I don't want the way I live to change. I don't want my faith to change. I don't want my worship to change. I don't want the... Oh my God. I realize it's necessary for us to adjust. It's necessary. And uh, with change, I realize it's Palm Sunday. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, church, really the reality is, is that I, I struggled to, to, to preach a Palm Sunday message. As I begin to pull out my Bible and begin to look up the scriptures for Palm Sunday, I kind of felt, uh, amen, like uh, uh, it seems as times in those of you that hang ornaments or put a wreath up or do whatever you do on holidays, it seemed, and you go to your garage and you, you open up the, the containers and you're looking for that ornament or you're looking for that wreath or you're looking for that certain holiday thing you put up. Uh, preachers, we do it too. Uh, uh, there are some passages of scripture that we only preach on certain holidays. And, and as I was looking through my Bible, I said, man, it's kind of like uh, Searching for the ornament on that particular holiday. Everything's important, but 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 I just I had a hard time uh, preaching. And God gave me something, and so I've got all these recipes, and my only uh, 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 I got all these ingredients, and the only thing I need help with today is to put it all together. And so I woke up to an ever-changing world. I was at the bank yesterday, um, and uh, I hadn't been there. I don't really go anywhere. If you know me, really, I don't. The only place I ever go. So really, nothing's kind of changed for me other than seeing you all. Uh, but but the only place I ever go is home and to the church. This is my second home. I mean, I don't really go. I really, I don't. It don't bother me none. You know. But keep me away from this place. I've got a problem. <laughs> so I thank God, Amen, for for this place. So. And speaking of this place, we're trying to refinance, so please pray. Uh, thank you, Bishop Johnson, for all the help that you're doing. And we're praying because I know he's uh, uh, endeavoring to make some connections. And then we got to fill in all the dots. Uh, amen. And so uh, we're, we're endeavoring to do that. <clears throat> and I'll talk more about that uh, this week. Uh, anyway, so please continue to pray uh, for that. Uh, and then, and then uh, like I said, we will be having a parking lot service. Listen, I won't tell everybody. Okay, you take care of yourself. You be safe. Okay, uh, uh, but I'm trying to have. I'm trying my best because when all this is said and done, and let me tell you, it will be said and done. That 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 I believe the churches and pastors and people are going to be. Uh, and I don't want to use the term judge, but perhaps uh, I looked at uh, uh, based on how we handle the situation. And so I'm putting everything in your hands. Nobody here has to be here today. I don't, I'm telling you right now. And, 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 and But I'm doing my dead level best. So when all this is said and done, uh, when I stand up and preach faith, when I stand up and preach devil, you can't touch us and get your hand off of us. Uh, you ain't going to look at me and say, well, I remember when you went through what you went through and you sure did shut it down I ain't trying to put no shame on nobody but I'm telling you I know where I stand in the Holy Ghost I know my God and I'm going to tell you you know your God it's time for the church to shine bright it's not time for us to sit down and shut up and give up no no honey lift up your hands and magnify Jesus glory 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 hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, please, uh, to the book uh, of uh, 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 Matthew. Book of Matthew, and I guess I'll begin in reading in verse uh, uh, 21 and verse number 6. Uh, Matthew 21 and verse <clears throat> number 6. Once again, uh, our communion service will be doing that, and I'm going to try to find a way to do that. As all with all uh, uh, the right way of trying to get that to you so that that nobody's contaminated and all that stuff so anyway I'm just <laughs> I'm just letting you know that that we're, we're just like I said there's no there's no right or wrong way I guess the only wrong thing is the wrong way is to do nothing so I'm just trying uh, and so anyway we love you we miss you all in Jesus name Matthew 21 and verse number 6 Amen. You're there. Say amen. 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 And the Bible says, <clears throat> and uh, can you hand me them glasses right there, Brother Gonzalez? 
I want to say a big thank you, by the way, to Brother Gonzalez and, and Brother Carline and Brother uh, 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 Brother Jaden. Yesterday we were planning on having the parking lot service, and we have a white picket fence that kind of separated about a good six to eight feet of space. And I was just trying to, and so I told Brother Gonzalez what I was planning. He said, Pastor, he said, I'll take care of it, man. He was out there all day, pulled some poles out, and we're going to take them metal poles, brother. Uh, the ones he took out, he was able to take them out all the way, and we're going to put those along the fence, right adjacent to the fence. We don't want no problems. But he took out, if you went out in the parking lot, you saw it's just so open. It looks so great right now. So thank you, Brother Gonzalez, Brother Jaden, Brother Carline. Amen. And then uh, for all of you that stopped by, and once again, a big thank you to my son Paul, amen, and his wife, Felicia, who have just been so instrumental and getting uh, this uh, message and getting things out to you. And most important, I'm going to tell you, where would we all be without Jesus? Glory to God. And then my beautiful wife, uh, who's just been with me and standing by me. Glory to God. And, and so, and all my children, anyway, and everybody here, God bless you. Matthew 21, and all you good people at home, glory to God. Matthew 21 and 6. And, his, and the disciples went. And did as Jesus commanded. And don't you just like people that do what God tells him to do. I already like this story. And brought the donkey, glory to God, and the colt. And put on their garments, their clothes. And they set him thereon. It was a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cast down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Glory to God. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And for the sake of time, skipping to verse 17, And he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Put your Bibles down. Let's pray. Father, I pray for the next little while that you allow me, God, as I have struggled with my humanity and struggled, amen, just within myself, amen, to step out of the box and to think differently. And, and God, kind of realize the message you're speaking to my heart. Oh, God, I pray right now, let it be, let it come out of my heart the way you put it in there. Oh, God, I know things get twisted and moved, but by humanity and God you're a God of no limits the only limits that you have is my vocabulary is my learning but I yield myself to you I pray God let my mouth be your mouth I pray God right now in the name of Jesus help us I pray God and let your word fall on good ground and everybody say amen you can't be seated. I, I want to preach to us for a minute something so out of the box. I want to preach to you about a place called Bethany. A place called Bethany. I, I, this is where my struggle comes from because I realize that it is a Palm Sunday and the, the significance of that. Uh, uh, but, but, but I would be remiss not to at least talk for a minute about Palm Sunday and what it means to us and why we celebrate it. But but at the end of the day, what I feel, uh, amen, where to land this thing at what airport and what strength, uh, glory to God, is a place called Bethany. Let me start by saying it was, uh, uh, we began to read that his disciples listened to him and Jesus had told them you're going to go into a place and you're going to find up a donkey who, who's never been ridden, he'd never been tamed, he never, he never, you're going to find him and when the owner comes out and asks you what you're doing, you tell him that the Lord have need of him and I'm going to tell you one number one that Jesus was proclaiming his divinity when he said you tell him the Lord has need of it. He was already proclaiming his, uh, uh, his divinity and so when exactly as God told 
told them happened, I find, amen, that, that, that there must have been my God. He already knew what was going to happen. And so they brought the donkey to Jesus. The Bible says that they took off their garments and put them on the donkey and put Jesus upon that. In other words, let me tell you, in my mind's eye, what they were doing was saying, Jesus, I'm under you. Jesus, you are my covering. Well, let me tell somebody right now, amen, I'll tell you where you need to be is under the hand of Almighty God. What you need in your life is, yeah, you can wear a mask and you can stay inside, but I'm going to tell you, honey, you need the real covering. You need the master to cover you. Lift up your hands and love the Lord. Glory to God. And so the Bible says, be seated. That Jesus, glory to God, amen, came riding on the donkey. And the people obviously knew that he was coming. And some took off their garments, they said, and threw them on the floor. And I don't need to tell you that garments were uh, pretty much, you could tell what somebody did for a living based on their garments. And, and so it would, uh, in a type and a shadow of way of things, be and represent their identities. They laid their identities down at the feet of Jesus and once again saying God be my covering and some went out and took palm branches and they laid them down and, and they, they, they strawed them together and made a, a, a way for Jesus. Others they said that they were waving branches and they were crying out Hosanna Hosanna and the people were crying the multitudes saying Hosanna to the son of David blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord Hosanna in the highest Hosanna means save us. Hosanna, you see, can I tell somebody, glory to God right now, we, we normally we get some palm branches and we, we use them as an illustration. But honey, you can open up your hands and use your palms and wave them around and say, hey, Jesus, save us. Save us. Come on, you ain't got to wait until your family goes into problems. You ain't got to wait until your marriage is in trouble. You ain't got to wait until your children are backslidden. You don't got to wait. Amen. Come on. You can lift up your hands in your home. You say the sickness is coming. Well, don't call me when you're sick. Amen. Do it right now. Lift up your hand. Call me when you're sick, but don't wait until then. Amen. You can lift up your hands. Use your arms as the branches. Come on, somebody, and begin to wave them. Hosanna. Jesus, save us. Lift up your hands and magnify Jesus. My, my, my. Glory, clap your hands unto the Lord. Glory to God. And the Bible said, now let me just stop there for a moment and, and I'm going to move on. But let me just tell somebody, uh, you see the people that were there, that they, they didn't understand everything. Uh, amen. They were saying, save us. What they were saying, save us from really was for the Roman Empire. They wanted deliverance out of the strong hand of the Roman Empire. They thought Jesus was going to come and set up an earthly kingdom. Uh, but, but can I tell you that he was there, amen, to oppress and defeat, not a temporal kingdom but he was there to defeat an eternal kingdom and set up an eternal kingdom and they didn't understand that they needed deliverance from what they could see but can I tell somebody some of you under the Help this preacher right now. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. My, my, my. Some of you, you think that you need, I'm going to tell you, the coronavirus is coming. But I'm going to tell you, all sin, all sickness uh, is a direct result of sin. Uh, glory to God. And my, my, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, what we need to do right now. Is, is lift up our hands. Glory to God. I feel it. I can't move on from this. Where you are, where you're standing. Uh, you need to lift up your hands one more time and say, Jesus save me lift up your hands right now just well i can't pass that opportunity right now glory to god hallelujah hallelujah as i was as i was as i was uh, looking last night i must have been up till 2 30 and uh was at the church since early and didn't leave till late and and uh um uh, I, I was looking for a screenshot of something that I had a saying that I had screen and I found a picture of me and my grandson from a year ago just barely in his little diaper we were laying down right here on the altar and I, I was literally laying down and my grandson was right next to me with his head 
on the altar. And brothers and sisters, I needed to see that. I, you don't know, understand, I needed that. With all that's going on, honey, I put my pants and my shoes on and my socks on the same way you do. Okay? This man of God, this pastor in the middle of everything needs inspiration too. And, and I'm going to tell you, when I looked at that picture, we must have been about 12. I remember seeing that and I got so inspired. I said, I remember the vision God gave me. And I'm not a vision. God don't, I just not me. Some people he does. But I'm going to tell you, and I've said it before. I remember sitting right back there. Uh, and uh, I remember years ago, my daughter Stephanie, over to God. God, she was just up here the first time, I think, singing just 11 or 12 years old. I don't know. And uh, she was singing. I was sitting back there. I, honey, I don't even, I don't know. I, I might have been in some form of ministry. I might have not. I was, no, I was being used and helping and whatnot. Over to God. But God gave me a vision. And that vision was this. That one day I would have grandchildren. That would be on this platform and I'd be an old man and they'd be leading service and it's something that I've held on to and God said no 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 glory to God and I just felt that inspiration I needed that I felt so inspired amen glory to God God you gave me that word and when I saw me and my next generation laying in the altar right there I said bless God amen I put a little bit of pep in my step it put a little bit of fight in my spirit just what I needed to stand up here tonight and to preach to you a place called Bethany. And so uh, uh, let me just stop where I'm at. I'm going to keep moving. Uh, amen. And, and uh, uh, we know the Bible says that they took the branches and they began to wave them. They were saying Hosanna. And, and I read to you, Jesus went into the temple and all the people were saying, what is this? And, and uh, 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 they knew that he was coming, but they didn't really know what was coming. And I can't help but to think uh, that the Surgeon General this week, uh, I read in a story and hear me, I realize uh, this morning why God gave me this word. And that is this. Uh, the uh, Surgeon General I read last night said, America embrace for the, for the worst week that you've ever had. That people are going to die from the coronavirus. If you look at charts of where the, it's sweeping across, it's sweeping. I'm going to tell somebody it's coming. And you need to be right. Your home needs to be right. Your heart needs to be right. In this service, you can decide and you can choose. Amen. To shut and mute this preacher. You can decide to not even to, to watch it and go get on some rabbit trail. I don't know. I'm just telling you, honey, get your heart right. Get your home right. Amen. My, my. You need to lift up your hands and say, Jesus, save us. But I'm telling you, it's coming. But I, I this is where I felt. Everything come together for me this morning in prayer. Because I want to talk to you about a It's what Jesus did. And I never saw it like this before. I never saw It's what he did after that. I always stand up and preach the triumphant entry. And man, how great it was. Here he was. He was mocked. And people said, man, he ain't nothing more than. Is that, is that uh, Jesus, the, 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 the carpenter's son? And, and the one that fixed my squeaky floor. And the one that came and patched my roof? Is that Jesus? He couldn't do much amongst his own people. So this day for Jesus. Now imagine this, brothers and sisters. If you were part of his entourage, think about it. You ever think about that? Now, now, now you, you here's Jesus. Everybody's he's coming in Jerusalem, and everybody's uh, finally recognizing him. And and so if you were part of his entourage, you were you would have said, you know what? Finally, we're getting a little respect. You know what? Finally, amen, everything and everything we sacrificed is paying off. It would have seemed like a great day. And by the way, why do they call it Good Friday, brother? You ever think about that? I just, my mind was thinking. Anyway, we'll talk about it if we have. But, but I'm just simply saying, it would have seemed like a great day. Would have been a great time. Finally, he's getting a little respect. Finally, people are are the, he, they're, they're uh, respecting him. They're accepting him. They're accepting the people that he was with. Would it seem like a great day? But then Jesus says, the end of the, of, the, of the day, Jesus took them to a place called Bethany. And that's where I want to draw our attention for a little bit. Because why Bethany? What was Bethany? 
You understand? It would assume a great day and Jesus takes them. You see, Bethany literally means a house of affliction. And when you study scripture, I've always said this, that, that we know that Jesus' earthly footstep led up to a place called Bethany. But Bethany was a special place. Bethany was about a mile and a half from Jerusalem there. Bethany's borders butted up against Mount Olive. Bethany's, uh, uh, it was in Bethany that, that Jesus went into a, a leper's house by the name of Simon. It was there at Bethany that a sinner by the name of Mary broke open a box and poured out her oil on Jesus' feet and with her tears and with her hair did wipe down his feet. It was in Bethany that Jesus spoke to his friends who was dead in a grave by the name of Lazarus. Glory, it was in Bethany, glory to God, that Jesus often went, and he often went to the house of affliction. He often went to the place. You see, Bethany was a place where there was sickness. Perhaps the Pharisees and those, as a matter of fact, they say from its location that the Temple Mount there on Carmel, you could not see Bethany. And Jesus said, I've come to change all of that. He always went to a place called Bethany the house of affliction and uh, I said it a minute ago I don't know allow me for my own this is me but 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 that day it was seen it was a great day and he took him and it all ended in a place called Bethany. I don't know that night if he went off and it's just me Bible don't say, but as I, I felt like God dealing with me. Why Bethany? Why after a great day, a great time, he could have stood there uh, in Jerusalem and man just solidified everything, just nailed some things down, but Jesus didn't stay there. He took them to a place called Bethany. And I said it earlier, but 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 let me draw, I have to interject something for somebody because uh, 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 that place Bethany would be the final place where the earthly footsteps and the earthly ministry of Jesus would lead his disciples to a place called Bethany. It was there as, and I can only imagine, it didn't say where, but I could only imagine as he went to the edge of the border of the city which butted up against Mount Carmel and perhaps looked at that mountain and said, I will return according to the book. Amen of Zechariah. The Bible says when the good Lord comes, his feet are going to hit the top of Mount Olives and the mountain is going to be split open. Amen. One side is going to go to the north and one side is going to go to the south and there's going to be a valley. He said, Mama, one day I will conquer that mountain, but it's not right now and brothers and sisters and my children I brought you to the place of affliction amen for a reason and so, so let me just stop let me stop I think it's important I'm getting ahead I don't want to get ahead I just I want to make sure because my mind I start taking off you see that night after the triumphal entry you can be seated somebody stay with me that night after the triumphal entry I can only imagine Jesus took them. They were happy. They were excited. Uh, glory to God. You know that. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want all the work they've been doing to finally pay off? Come on, who wants to always be ostracized and looked down upon? And, and finally it would seem that, that their day in glory, this earthly glory, would have finally come to pass. And so he takes them to the house of affliction. And this is my mind's eye as he stands there. Perhaps Jesus might not, you know, Jesus did some things and didn't always explain it to them. He might have walked them to the edge of the city of Bethany where the borders, like I said, they were sit up against uh, uh, Mount uh, Olive. And he might have looked there and said, well... The next time I stand right here in this place, uh, glory to God, I'm leaving. And they might have looked around and said, what is he looking at? And they don't know. And Jesus left that day. And we know that next week would be the worst week of his life. And I can't help to parallel that. Somebody on this Palm Sunday, which today normally we celebrate a time of food and we have kids and we, we just celebrate the triumphal entry of Jesus. But I can't help but to think that the Attorney General said, hey, this next week is going to be the worst week for this country. And as we go into this next week, I can't help but to think how this night is going to end. But I want to leave somebody encouraged. 
I want to leave you, and I, I'm hoping, I, I hope that I'm making sense to you this morning. Uh, I'm going to tell you, God put this in my heart, uh, a place called Bethany. And so we know this week that Jesus would get down in a place called the Garden of Gethsemane and he would begin to pray and took his close friends with him, uh, took the inner circle uh, and he took them and said, y'all pray. I'm going to go just a little further. And sometimes you got to take some people with you, but you got to go just a little further. Glory to God. So I thank God you got to take those you love with you. But if you're the leader, honey, you got to go just a little further. And he went and prayed and he came back and he was praying and said man I know I've got to drink from this cup I don't really want to drink from it but he said not but nonetheless not my will be done but your will be done and so he came back and, and told he really left he told his disciples he said stay here and pray for a little bit but when he came back they were asleep and he told Peter said hey Peter can't you pray but for a little while he said don't you know what's about to happen and he went back and he prayed for a little bit more and he came back and they were asleep. Don't you understand? Amen. A lot is going to happen this week. I'm going to tell somebody. Amen. Right after Palm Sunday, there was a place called Bethany. And it was there at Bethany that Jesus led his disciples. The Bible says, and one last time before that week was over or after the resurrection. Finally, I'm uh, at the end of all this, when his, everything was over, after the resurrection, right before Pentecost, Amen. In just a few days or a few weeks here, uh, we find uh, that Jesus would take them back to a place called Bethany. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. And, and the Bible says that the earthly footsteps of Jesus, brother, they ended right there at Bethany. And why did he take them, brother, to the place or the house of affliction? Why? Why did he do that? Because he said, I'm going to tell you what, your ministry, everything's going to start right here. You thought you had it. You thought you knew what you were doing. You thought as a church, the way we're doing things. I'm going to tell you, God has shifted up the monotony. God has shifted up uh, this preacher that got stuck in a rut. Forgive me. I can't help but to think it. Uh, and there are preachers everywhere. We knew what to expect when we walk in the house. We knew how it was going to go. Uh, I'm afraid there were some of people that were operating on subconscious. Uh, amen. Glory to but God has gotten his people and said, I need you to think out of the box. Hey, it's easy to jump and shout and preach when you got a house full of people because the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. But you get the pews empty, that's why pastors are shutting it down. Well, there ain't going to be nobody there to preach to. No, honey, I'm going to tell you, God is requiring men of God. God is requiring choirs and, and people and, 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 and leadership to rise up. Can you lift up your hands and love Jesus? My God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. My, 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 be seated. I realize you're watching at home. I, I know you're, you're dealing with the dog barking, the baby's crying, and, and glory to God, all the other messages that are coming onto your phone. Glory to God. Amen. But let me just tell somebody for a little bit. You see, everybody's got to have, amen, this church ministry, all of you in the pew and all of you at home. Everybody's got to have a place called Bethany in their life. You see, really, Bethany represented the place where Jesus said, I have took you and have put so much in you. Amen. I've sown into your life. And now it's time for you to go a little further. Amen. Now it's time. You mamas and daddies know what I'm talking about. You raise your children. You put what you can in them and you hope they go out and conquer the world and do their best. Well, that's what it was like. Jesus led them to a place called Bethany. And he said, now this, I've done all that I can do for you. Now it is time for you to do what you got to do. And can I tell somebody I feel in the Holy Ghost. Amen. That God has led us to the house of affliction for a reason. God said your real ministry is going to start now. Amen. Your still real work of God is going to start while a nation is afflicted. While your neighbors are afflicted. While the church members are afflicted. Can you lift up your hands and love Jesus? 
Glory to God. Hey, I'm just going to tell you why you're praying. Let me tell you, when people look at your trials, are they going to see? Glory to God. Amen. Sin manifesting itself in your life. How are you going to handle your trial? How is the world ever going to know the true power of the kingdom of God if we're so worried about the vessel? We're not paying attention to the valuable contents that's on the inside. Lift up your hands and love Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. I'm just telling you. Glory to God. That, that, uh, uh, how we handle this is going to be everything. If there's ever a time that people need a, a spiritual awakening, it's now. You can be seated. And so the house of affliction, a place called Bethany. I will not be much longer, but let me say, uh, uh, this is where this comes and where originally I had God, I felt a scripture come into my spirit yesterday in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verses 8 through 9. And this is what I struggled with. This is where I'm trying to set up a transition here. Uh, uh, because uh, uh, where we are, I want to be relevant. I want the message that I preach to hit where we are right now. But I would be remiss and I would be in trouble if I did not take some time to talk about Palm Sunday. But it's where it led up to and why he went there after that day. The house of affliction. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me. I start reading Second Corinthians chapter 4, 8 through 9. Uh, Paul says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And I begin to look up and begin to see when I begin, because I felt that that's where we are. And so I, I, there is, I, I would only can say that the flip side to everything, we are, but we ain't. We are, but we ain't. And, and so the Bible says, him and Paul said, for we are troubled on every side. And the word troubled means beset by problems or conflict. To be agitated. Glory to God. And just for the sake of time, I begin to think, well, I'm going to tell you, trouble brings good things. As a matter of fact, I remember uh, the Bible tells about the pool in Shalom. Amen. When, when the angel would come and the waters would get troubled. The word troubled also means to be agitated or to be uh, stirred up or, 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 or something that. To be agitated, be stirred up. And so the Bible says when the waters were troubled and those that jumped in the water first got their healing. I'm just going to tell you there's some trouble. Uh, glory to God and I feel the waters troubled. Honey, but I'm going to tell you healing comes in time of trouble. Strength happens in times of trouble. Amen. People rise up in times of trouble. Ministries are birthed in times of trouble. Relationships are birthed in times of trouble. He said we are troubled. Beset by problems or conflict. We're agitated. We're stirred. But I'm telling you what. It's not getting us to a place where we're cowering down and shutting up. Sister Gutierrez. Everybody's putting us in a place where I've got to think outside of the box. Honey, where the preacher and the pastor and the ministry got to say we've got to get the message to people. we got to preach to them. Honey, those of you at home, don't get carnal on me. Don't you think this is the new norm? Hey, when they say it's time to have church, honey, you better be in church. I'm not going to lie stream I might not uh, for the first two weeks uh, I know I gotta be careful what I say. <laughs> Glory to God, but I'm telling you I'm stirred and I'm troubled. But I'm gonna tell you what we are not. It's distressed. The word distress means suffering from anxiety, sorrow, pain, or impoverished. Honey, I'm troubled. I'm stirred up. But honey, Paul said, I know you are, but let me tell you what you're not. You're not impoverished. You're not in pain yet. I mean, you're not suffering yet. Yeah, come on, it's knocking at the door, though. He's saying, hey, it's coming. But you better hold on. Hey, you are troubled. But... My, my, my. Glory to God. He said we are not. Amen. Distressed. Over there you can be seated. Then he said we are perplexed. 
and that I can stand and camp out there for a little bit because perplexed means to be completely baffled and puzzled. He said, you are that. How can this happen, Brother Gonzalez? Who would have ever said there would be a day even in Light Tabernacle Church when people wouldn't want to come to church or the city says you can't have church or I'm baffled at the way people are living, the people way responding. Hey, I understand it. I respect it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm baffled by it. It puzzles me. I'm, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm perplexed. He said we are. But because I'm perplexed, and, and let me just tell you, because I am perplexed, let me tell you what I'm not. And you are not. And the church is not in despair. That means to be complete loss or absence of hope. Can I tell somebody, honey, we ain't there. I come to tell somebody watching, I come to preach to this church, honey, you might be perplexed. You might be baffled. We might be wondering what's going on. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not, I don't got, I've got hope. Amen. I'm not at loss. I've got my praise. I've got my worship. I still got my dance. I still got my, come on somebody. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus. Ah, oh, he said we are persecuted. Amen. That word persecuted means to be subject to hostility and ill treatment, especially because of your race or your political or religious beliefs. Those of you that are under the sound of my voice, I guarantee you, you go to the store or you go somewhere, people are going to say, oh, you went to church today? And they're going to look at you with their long noses. People watching might say, I can't believe there's people in church and and oh, you, I can't believe you're having church or not to boast to. Uh, honey, Paul said, you're going to be persecuted. This isn't even being persecuted. Hasn't nobody broke the door down? I haven't got a letter from the uh, mayor's office. Ain't nobody shutting us down. Uh, honey, we're shutting ourselves down. We're letting fear get a hold of us. My, my, my. But we're persecuted. But let me tell you what we're not, honey. Amen. Let me tell the church of the living God what we're not. We're not forsaken. Uh, we're not abandoned. Uh, amen. We're not deserted. Uh, well, hey, our God ain't leaving us. There's some that are leaving God. Uh, we're deserting the churches. Uh, we're deserting the prayer rooms. Uh, we're to come on. We're deserting your word. Uh, you're deserting prayer. Uh, but God ain't there. I'm sorry for the Holy Ghost, brother. I'm sorry. There's a flip side to everything. And I'm going to tell you, that's why he took him to a place called Bethany. He took them to the house of affliction. Uh, glory to God. He, he was saying, my, 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 a room ministry is going to help. Going to start in a time of affliction. Uh, I'm going to take you to the sick. I'm going to take you to where the hurting is. Uh, glory, come on. Then the last thing he said, you're cast down. We are. But that means to lower someone's spirit. Make downhearted and discouraged. And can I tell you, I would be lying to you if I, I, have, I told my wife last night, Sister Gutierrez, I said, I need me some fresh inspiration. I'm going to tell you, I'm just, I'm discouraged, honey. My wife looked at me. She don't hear that kind of walk. I don't mean I'm going to give up on God, but I'm telling you, every day it's making me think differently. It's making me think, how can I engage God's people? How do I keep them plugged in? Amen. What I knew before, glory to God, it isn't working right now. And the only wrong thing to do is to do nothing. And I could look back and say, man, we did it all wrong. And I realized by the time we think we got it all figured out, it's going to be over with. And I pray, I can't wait, but, but I'm going to tell you something. Glory to God, uh, you can be discouraged, or some of you right now, amen, you're discouraged. Amen, Paul said, you are cast down. Glory to God. He said, but let me tell you what you're not. Amen, let me tell somebody what you're, you might be discouraged. Amen, you might feel down. You might not have to, but let me tell you what you're not. Amen, you're not destroyed. The word destroyed means to put an end to the existence of, of something 
by damaging or attacking it, uh, ruin someone emotionally or spiritually. And I'm going to tell the devil to stand flat-footed and to tell the people of God and to tell the saints in the pew, honey, we might be knocked down. Amen. It is kind of like, glory to God, amen, a contender fighting in the ring. Amen. He got knocked down. Amen. And the referee is counting. And as he's counting, he's getting back up. Honey, I'm going to tell somebody, amen, if you got knocked down, if you tripped while you were running the race, get back up. Lift up your hands and magnify Jesus. Hey, church, wake up. Hey, saints of God, wake up. Hey, preacher, wake up. Hey, prayer warrior, wake up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we look at the world, we'll be distressed. If we look at self, we'll get depressed. But if we look at Jesus, we'll be in rest. Some of you have been so glued to your devices televisions, whatever, looking at the news and all you hear is this. All you're being fed. When was the last time you opened your Bible and read where the Bible says exactly? Well, come on, somebody. Well, hello, you're, you're listening to all the stuff and you're letting fear get in your heart. And I'm going to tell you, you better pay attention to that. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, my word, I'm going to preach this and stand in flat-footed because if I just kept my eyes on the world, I'd be discouraged. If I only listened to what they're posting on Facebook, I'd be discouraged. But when I find myself looking at Jesus through His Word, I find rest in my spirit. I said, my God, yeah, we are this, but we're not that. Yeah, we are that, but we're not this. Uh, honey, the Bible, I'm going to read it again. We are troubled. Hey, you are troubled. But let me tell you what you're not, somebody. Uh, you're not distressed. Uh, hey, you are perplexed and baffled. But you're not without hope. Uh, you're not in despair. You are persecuted. But honey, you're not forsaken. You're cast down. But you're not destroyed. You might be knocked down. But you're not knocked out. God, lift up your hands and love Jesus. Musicians, praise singers, please come to the platform, please. Musicians and praise singers. I'm going to read some scriptures and uh, I'm going to close with this. Let me just say this, Sister Kellen. I, uh, I know this is different. Yeah. I know this isn't a normal Palm Sunday message. But it still is a message of hope. I can't help but to think of all that Jesus would go through. When I read Paul Felicia, when I ran into that mess, that, that picture of me right here where I'm standing right here, me and my little grandbaby. I began to weep. I literally said, God, I need to feel you. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I've been so busy in trying to keep the church engaged. I had to get a hold of God. And she could get so busy living. When was the last time you felt the presence of God? When was the last time? Just, I, I just felt, and, and I felt this peace. And I said, I know this week coming up, it's going to be a tough week. I pray that none of you get sick. Can we? Yeah. I pray that you don't. But let me tell you what we're not. Like Paul said. We're not destroyed. We're not knocked out. I miss us getting together. I'm so thankful for those of you that are here. I'm thankful for those of you that are watching. I pray for the pastors. There's evangelists right now that are sitting at home. And they're not preaching. Some are. They're sitting at home, but they're, they're some ain't. Missionaries that are stuck because of the travel restrictions. Can't move around. There's the, not just the work of God, but people 
that are losing their jobs. Glory to God. Glory to God. These are trying times. These are trying times. You see, a few weeks ago, everybody was doing good. People were getting their income tax checks. You were excited. It seemed like everything was going well. Then all of a sudden, the brakes put on everything. And I wonder if it was because God's like, hey, y'all, I love you, thank you, but I got to stir some things up. You preachers, you men of God, the way you're doing things, you're, 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 you're preaching because you're a good preacher. I'm going to tell you, you're preaching from, from, or you're singing from, or you're, you're teaching Bible studies only based on what, what? Out of habit, what you know. You know how to live like that. You, you that come to church, you come to, you already know, you, you, you just, it's all monotony. Same old, same old. God, there's people that your jobs, you're even at your jobs, the way you do business is changing. Everything, it's everywhere. Change is happening. And we got to be ready to change. We got God, I'm going to tell you, there's going to be great things that's going to happen. And you hear me, great things are going to happen. It's, you're going to be strengthened by the hand and by the blood and by the name and by the spirit of God. Pastor, your pastor loves you. For those of you that you got your own pastor, he loves you. And I know he's praying for you. And there's some that, listen, not everybody's got the keys to their church. And not every church is open. We're nobody. Okay? I'm just saying, if you do, you need to get a hold of your pastor. Those of you that got a pastor, you say, well, my pastor hasn't called me and nobody's reached out. Well, you know what? Maybe he's praying for you. Maybe you need to get on the phone and call your pastor and your pastor's wife and the leadership of the church and tell them that you love them. I'm going to read some scriptures. Glory to God. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. Now, I'm going to read them from the Living Bible because I don't have enough time. Glory to God. But, but <clears throat> Romans 5, 3 and 4 says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to be patient. And patience develops strength of character. Can I tell somebody, amen, that's what God is building in you. He's building character. And honey, there is a difference between you see somebody and you say that person is a character and that person has character. There is different kind of character. And it's not time to be a character, but it's time to have character. And patience develops strength of character in us and helps us trust God more each time uh, uh, that, that, that we do until uh, we finally, until we use it, excuse me, until finally our hope and faith are strong and steady. Your trials are everything. And when I read that, that's what I began to look at. In this time of trial, we're so worried and caught up about the container, but there is a valuable, uh, uh, there's something valuable, amen, that's inside of the container. And if God wants to use it during this time, then so be it. Don't hide it. Because when you lock yourself up and you self-isolate during this time, how is the world ever? Hey, I'm going to tell you, if this preacher were to sit down and not have church, there might be some that wouldn't get the gospel. But what I'm preaching not what I feel on the outside, but I'm preaching from what's coming on the inside. Romans 8 and 18 says, Yet what have we suffered now is nothing. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will give us later. But he knoweth, Job chapter 23 and 10, 10 says, but he knoweth the way that I take. God already knows which way you're going to take. So then when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. And gold has to be refined. It has to be dug deep in the dirt. You, know, you got to get gold just ain't lying up on top. At least not what I know of. I'm sure at one time it might have been. But, but now when they mine for gold, they got to dig deep in the dirt. And they got to dig it out and separate it from all of its elements. And then it's got to be put in the fire. And the hotter it gets, the purer it becomes. 
They've got to refine it. And so what can I tell somebody? Job was saying, hey, well, I know God knows the way I take. He knows the way I'm going to go. And so when he tries me, honey, I'm going to come out like gold. I'm going to come out, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Glory to God. One more scripture. First Peter chapter 4, verse 16. But it is no shame to suffer. 